Hi there, I'm Caitlin Soule, and I'm an author, I'm a therapist, I'm a mom to three kids, and I'm also a bit of a hot mess human. I know you don't have a ton of time, so I want to dive right into topics each week that matter the most to you. Listen in as I fly solo and bring on some amazing guests to have conversations intended to help modern women say yes to their own imperfect personal growth and evolution. We'll talk honestly about all the things that matter the most to us, like motherhood, career, relationships, overcoming anxiety, intimacy, so we can steer towards a life led by our values instead of our fear. Cheers. Hi friends, I just wanted to take a quick little pause in the podcast to share with you some exciting news. My book, A Little Less of a Hot Mess, The Modern Mom's Guide to Growth and Evolution is finally out in the world. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else you order books. You can also pop into your local bookstore and request a copy if they don't carry the book. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It really is an incredible resource that I put together in hopes to empower you to care for your mental health by learning to say yes to you and claiming your identity as a mother and so much more. Hello, hello. Welcome to A Little Less of a Hot Bess, the podcast with me, Caitlin Soule, your host. I'm a therapist. I'm an author. I'm a mom to three kiddos. And if you are new here, thank you for joining. I know, like I said in my intro, you have 5 million choices, too many choices really these days when it comes to what to read, what to consume, what to tune into. And I'm just so grateful that you're tuning in here. Uh, on this podcast, I really like to just focus on and talk about, have conversations with other women in the space of wellness, mental health, motherhood, relationships about the things that matter to us the most. And that's broad. So we cover things like pregnancy. We cover things like marriage. We cover things like friendship, personal growth. We cover some really awesome books that I've been reading and that I think are powerful and can help us improve our lives and our mental health. So this podcast is really a place for conversation. And that's why it's called, you know, off the couch combos with a therapist, you know, as a therapist, so often the work that I do behind closed doors stays behind closed doors, right? Actually all the time, because it's this like HIPAA compliant safe space as it should be for individuals or couples families to come and do their own work of growth and change and healing. And my mission in starting this podcast a couple years ago and really starting Well Notes for Her and writing the book, A Little Less of a Hot Mess, has been to take the knowledge that I've learned about mental health, both from my clinical life as a therapist and a specialist in anxiety disorders and all that good stuff, and my real life experience as a very imperfect human and mom to three kiddos and a wife um, trying to figure it all out and put it here in this space so we can have open conversations about it so we can feel less alone and so that we can maybe learn some things along the way. One of my biggest core values is growth. And I feel like for me, one of the things that I found to be most true is that motherhood, the transition into motherhood that we now have a word for, for, and I think I might pronounce it wrong um, because I've actually only written it and not said it, is 
um, matricense. And so it's like adolescence, but matricense. And it's this growth and evolution into motherhood. And I think matricense has been the most, the biggest opportunity in my whole life for growth because I've allowed it to be. It didn't start off that way. Well, I mean, of course you grow, you change physically, right? The hormones happen. You don't really have much of a choice, but in early motherhood, as you'll read in my book and hear in, in a lot of the talks that I do, I really felt stifled and stuck underneath the shoulds and the mom that I thought I was supposed to be, the mom that society, culture, family of origin told me I should be. And not because they, you know, wanted to like steer me wrong or steer us wrong, but because that's just the story they were handed down to. Right. And so, um, once I recognized that that wasn't going to work for me anymore, that I was not going to spend the rest of my life trying to fit into places I didn't fit or squeeze into, you know, these like little spaces that made me feel small really, or kept me small. Um, I decided to work on my own self. I decided to, you know, take my own work as a therapist, the things that I teach other people and like start trying to apply it to myself. And, you know, we can't do that alone. We, we don't exist in a vacuum. And so for me, that looked like going to my own therapy, going on some personal retreats. I write about one incredible experience I had at a personal retreat a few years ago, it's the only one I've ever done, um, <laughs> which I want to do more. Um, so yeah, therapy, going, spending time by myself, like that retreat was beyond the amazing, you know, sort of coursework that was presented there. Just the experience alone of being by myself without the kids or without my husband, the people who I love so much, but like getting to know myself again as a person beyond mom, that alone was incredible. And so um, all those experiences and starting to write again and starting to allow myself to, to, you know, be a therapist in the way that made the most sense for me and to start well notes, you know, for her and all that stuff allowed me to come into my whole self. And so parallel, right, to that process that I've been going through, I've been sharing that with the world and sharing that with you, because I know that your journey and your path is going to look very different than mine or probably will look very different than mine. Um, but I, that's not the point. The point is the permission the point is stepping into the point is the invitation into personal growth and evolution and allowing it to be messy and imperfect. So that is my big hope for this podcast and for um, just being here with you in all these spaces. Today, I want to talk about chapter two of the book, a little less of a hot mess. Chapter two of the book is called You're Invited to Reflect. And I want to talk about this chapter for a couple reasons. Um, first, because I've gotten feedback that this chapter was really powerful and um, and when I went back to look at the chapter, because remember I wrote this book well over a year ago. So when you're kind of in that writing zone, sometimes it's, you forget what you wrote, right? Like I'm like, oh yeah, I did write that. Um, but when I went back and reread the chapter, I, and, and when I was recording the audiobook, I remember the whole time reading it, like just feeling this like 
red hot, you know, when you get, you get um, embarrassed or a little bit anxious. And for me, my face gets flushed and I start to feel the redness show up. I felt that really the whole time I was reading this chapter for the audiobook, And I think that's because, no, scratch, I think, I know that's because it was such a vulnerable chapter to write. In the chapter, you're invited to reflect. I talk about how important it is for our growth process to be willing to go back into our story, to ask ourselves, starting with this one really important critical question, which is who the heck was I before they called me mom? Who the heck was I before they called me mom? I understand that that is such a big question that we oftentimes don't want to dive into because it feels, because, because it feels painful. It feels maybe scary. Maybe it feels shameful or maybe it feels like there's a sense of nostalgia around it. Cause you miss that person or you feel like you had so much more worth, or maybe you feel like you had less worth. I don't know, but we have all kinds of feelings, right. That are unique to us about who we were before we were a mom. But I think what we can all recognize is that we were, a whole person, right? Like we didn't just have one role. Um, and then when we become, when we become moms, it feels like that motherhood role becomes front and center. It does. It actually does become front and center and it has to, but we then lose all the other parts of ourselves sometimes. And that can feel really isolating and painful and just, again, we can experience shame around that piece. And so I wanted to talk to readers about what reflection or show readers, I should say, what reflection could look like, you know, what keeps people from doing this work often. And even from coming, especially from coming to therapy is this fear of like, oh, I'm going to have to go all the way back into my past and talk about my childhood and everything's going to be blamed on my mom or my parents. Right. I get it. It's hard. It's heavy. So I wanted to show readers how by using my own story, you could actually look back and kind of just pull out, you know, the points or the parts, moments in your life that you felt um, were the pivotal ones and kind of put them on a timeline. This is actually something that I learned to do in my own work at that retreat I went to, and it was the most powerful exercise I've ever done in my life. And so in chapter two, I wanted to do it for the readers to show you guys how to do it. Um, And it's something, the point of the exercise to reflect back isn't to like drudge up the past and then stay stuck in the sticky mud and not move forward. No, the point is actually to look back, to think about where you've been and who you were before so that you can identify the parts of your story that impact who you are now, the parts of your story that created the narrative you hold about motherhood, about your role in the world, about relationships, about your worth, right? Because that's what our past does. It informs who we are now and what we believe. And here's the second part. Here's the most important thing is that when, if we don't do that, if we don't reflect and look at how, look back or think about like how we formulated the beliefs that we hold, we can't then transform those beliefs or change them. 
there's some beliefs that we don't need to transform or change. Like they serve us well, right? Like I still believe a lot of the things that I learned or believed as a child, things around the importance of loyalty, things around the importance of, um, you know, using your voice, the importance of standing up for people when they needed help or speaking your truth. Those were things I really value from my experience uh, you know, as a child and and being raised the way that I was by the parents that I was raised by and living in the environment that I did. And then there's some things that we learn along the way, a lot of things that no longer serve us in being the person we want to be. Some of those things might be things like, and for me, it was, you know, um, things about um, maybe using my voice too much, right? Or kind of stepping out of the 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 norm right like I feel like I really valued being accepted and being quote-unquote cool or being likable or palatable I internally like knew that I I don't know how to say this without sounding like you know tooting my own horn but I knew that I had a lot to say and that I was meant to like just be different and to step outside of the boxes that the world was putting me in but I felt terrified too. And so I would like maybe inch out a little bit, take a step forward and then jump right back into the box, like because it was safe there. Right. And because that's where I felt I needed to be in order to be safe and valued and to stay cool and relevant. And I was terrified, like we all are of getting, you know, outed or getting like kicked out of the tribe, quote unquote, I say in the book, the two things that we're most afraid of in life is getting kicked out of the tribe or death and dying, right? And getting kicked out of the proverbial tribe, that means like just not being accepted and not being seen or valued, which is something that we care so much about as humans. So um, I that belief that I needed to fit in or conform or do things um you know, by the book or the way that I saw other people doing them in order to stay safe and to be valued no longer serves me. It is the number one belief that I had to let go of in order to step into who I am today and who I'm becoming. So that chapter two, you know, really, you know, you're invited to reflect, walks you through what that process looks like looked like for me and still looks like for me, because I don't think it's an exercise we just do once and then move on. Reflection is an exercise we have to make a practice out of. And then it also invites you, the reader, into doing the same. And I, you know, all the chapters have exercises and journal prompts at the end. And so my hope is that even if you're not ready to go back and reflect or put your, you know, your, all your experiences on a timeline, so to speak, um, that you would at least open your mind up to it and the power of reflection and maybe change some of the, um, some of the myths or notions you had around how hard it had to be to look back. Like, sure, it's, it can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be this thing where, you know, I, I, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is I hear this a lot in the therapy room. Like I'm so afraid to talk about it, it being whatever happened or the hard thing, because I afraid that I'm afraid that once I open up or once I let it out, I will just like drown in the heaviness of it, or I will um, never be able to stop crying or I'll never feel okay again. 
And that's just not true. Yes, you might feel uncomfortable. You might feel, you know, sad, but none of those things last forever. Emotions are these waves that we get to ride. And so in fact, the opposite is usually true. When we spend so much time, like not looking back and trying to like turn away or avoid the past, we oftentimes experience more angst, more anxiety, more sort of just yuck around around the past. Um, so reflection is an incredibly important part of personal growth. I think it's the foundation. I think it's where we start. Um, and then it from there, we are able to recreate or rewrite the beliefs system that we want to step into both for ourselves and for our family, for our children. So um, if you haven't dove into chapter two yet, or um, you haven't started to read the book yet, I just wanted to kind of give you a little down low on, on what it was all about and give you some sort of context around why I wrote that chapter, you know, right up front and why I chose to share my own story in that chapter. And then in the rest of the book, because that was actually another limiting belief that I had to move beyond is this idea that as a therapist, I'm supposed to be a blank slate. I'm not supposed to share. I'm not supposed to be like human in a way. I'm not supposed to share my own life. You know, in the background, you can hear my kids playing and that's just part of it. And so I think showing up as a real human in, in my life and work as a therapist and in the book and on here is a challenge, but it is something that I am willing to do because it's in service of my value of being, um, of just impacting people and making change and like leading by example. Um, that wasn't one value. That was a lot of different values that I just talked about. Anyway, you get the point. So Chapter two, dive into it. Let me know what you think. I am going to be, this is exciting, at least for me and hopefully for you too. I'm going to be launching the A Little Less of a Hot Mess book club starting in May, the first week of May. Um, I am deciding on dates and times. I think I'm going to throw a poll up on Instagram today to see what dates and times might be best for moms. I know that's a really hard thing to find like an hour in the week. Um, but my hope is that it's like this therapeutic, also fun community building hour where we get to dive into all topics related to motherhood and personal growth and mental health in a supportive space, a judgment-free zone. And so I'll be leading those discussions. I'll be making room for Q&A. So if you're interested in that, um, we're going to be just breaking down each chapter. It's going to be a four to six week book club. I haven't quite decided yet. That's how I roll. Um, and you know, maybe it's like your chance to dip your toes into the, like the therapeutic space and a way that's not as, um, big or time consuming, or, you know, doesn't feel like such a big financial commitment or just like a life commitment. Um, I hope it will be. And that's what I intend the space to be. So, Stay tuned for that. You can actually go to my website, wellnotesforher.com and sign up for the book club to be on the list so I can send out all the information once I have it. And the, re the meetings will be recorded. So if you can't make it live, because I get that's going to be really hard to find a time that's good for everyone, no stress. You can watch the recording, pop your AirPods in and just listen in to, to what we all have to say. Um, I think that's it for this week. I hope you'll um, check out chapter two 
and let me know what you think. As always, my DMs are open. My email is open. Again, my favorite part of this process so far is hearing your real life feedback on the book. I didn't just like write it to put it out there in the world and and have it be there. I wrote it because I wanted it to make an impact and I wanted to hear what you think. And, you know, even if you disagree with things or things didn't hit you the right way, I want to hear that too, because that helps me grow and helps me open my mind um, and think about things a little bit differently. So let's be in this together. Thank you for listening in today. And I'm so excited to launch this book club with you all. Cheers. loves. Just a quick note to thank you again for listening to this podcast and for all of your support. Some further ways you can support me in this work and being able to continue to produce this podcast are by leaving my podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. Believe it or not, that matters. Having better reviews and more ratings helps me continue to get the high quality guests that I want to be able to get for this podcast. Also, if you haven't already, grab a copy of A Little Less of a Hot Mess. You can do that on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. You can also go to your local bookstore or library and request that they order a copy. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. By sharing about this podcast in the book and having brave conversations about mental health and motherhood, we are changing the future, not just for ourselves, but for our children. And that's pretty freaking awesome. Cheers. Cheers.